Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm PJ Doran, and this week we'll be speaking to Moto America racer Benjamin Smith. Moto America, the home of the AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile an hour superbikes, is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Tickets, info, and the complete 2021 schedule are available at motoamerica.com forward slash tickets. Nine rounds of the best racing on two wheels featuring 190 mile an hour Onos Superbikes with all 20 rounds airing live on Fox Sports. Supersport races air live on Mav TV. Don't miss a minute of action, practice, qualifying, races, and video on demand with Moto America Live Plus streaming. Follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. In the latest racing news, Moto America just wrapped up at Laguna Seca Raceway in Monterey, with the big news being the king of the baggers. Final race of the series, Kyle Wyman came out on top of the race and reigns as the champ over Tyler O'Hara, who came home second with Michael Barnes Barney in third. The overall championship again won by Wyman with Tyler O'Hara coming in second and Hayden Gillum rounding out third position in the series. In Supersport Race 1 and Race 2, for that matter, the results were Sean Dillon Kelly, Richie Escalante, and Corey Ventura. Sean Dillon Kelly does the double yet again with overall point standings after the weekend. Sean Dillon Kelly on 225, Escalante on 194, and Samuel Lockoff sitting at 107. In the Superbike Series, more of the same. Jake Gagne in race one over Loris Baz and Cam Peterson. Race two, Gagne does the double. The guy's on fire over Baz again. And Matthew Skoltz rounded out the podium. That leaves the Superbike standings with Jake Gagne on top on 225. Matthew Skoltz sitting at 160. And Josh Heron sitting at 145. In the off-road world, motocross fans saw a great race from Southwick, Massachusetts. In the 250 class, Hunter Lawrence dominated with a 1-1 finish for the overall. Joe Shimoda took second overall with a 3-4 finish in the two motos. And Justin Cooper rounded out the podium with 6-2 finishes on the weekend, leaving the overall points in the 250 class with Jet Lawrence on top at 204. Justin Cooper sitting in second with 201 points and Hunter Lawrence rounding out third position with 178 points in the 450 class. Dylan Ferrandez came out on top with a 1-3 finish on the weekend. Ken Roxon came home second with the 4-2 running of the two motos. And Justin Barsha rounded out the podium with 2-4 finish on the weekend. Eli Tomac recovered to win the second moto but had a Pretty disastrous first moto, sadly. The overall standings then for the 450 class have Dylan Ferrandis on top with 224 points, followed by Ken Roxon on 205, and Eli Tomac following up with 167 points. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, who won the inaugural AMA Super Sports Series? Name the rider and the year. More on that after we talk to our guest, Benjamin Smith. When you need mealtime, 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We want to welcome to the show today, Moto America star racer, Benjamin Smith, riding for Northeast Cycle Outlet Racing. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. Thanks for taking the time to join us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be on the show. Well, thanks for joining us again. You had a good weekend, it seemed like, outwardly from uh, Laguna. How'd the race go for you? Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty solid weekend. Overall, we, we made some good progress. Uh, qualified on the front row. Got two fourth place finishes. We had some good races. Uh, actually, yesterday's race in race two was a lot more positive for us than uh, than we had in race one. Didn't quite have the pace in the beginning to, to hang with the leaders for as long, but our overall race pace was was much improved from that which we had on race one. Definitely making progress, making steps with the bike, and we're. I think that this weekend, you know, we were one of the closest to you know to we've been to the the front two all season. So we're definitely making strides in the right direction. Well, you say that, Benjamin, but you've actually had some podium finishes this year, right? As I remember, there have been two thus far. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, I've had I had one at VIR and one at uh, Road America. So we've been on the podium, but uh, it's being on the podium and and being you know in contention for the race win are, are two different things. So I think that we've we've definitely, even though we weren't on the podium this weekend, we were obviously really close. But uh, I think that we definitely you know picked up the pace a little bit too. We're just constantly learning. And currently, as seasons go, you're in pretty good shape. You're currently sitting fifth in points, but if you're looking at the points tally, it's easy to say you have a legitimate shot at a top three finish in this season's title chase. Is that where your goals lie right now? Yeah, absolutely. That was actually a, uh, a big takeaway from this past weekend. You know, I, I think that unfortunately some of my competitors that I'm competing for that top three spot in the championship with didn't have their best weekends this past weekend. So, and you know, we were able to pick up two pretty solid race finishing points. So definitely close the gap down. And I believe, like you said, I believe that it's pretty close from third back to fifth or sixth. So, uh, yeah, we're going into kind of the East coast swing now, some tracks that I know pretty well. Brainerd should be exciting because it's, it's a new place for everybody really. So yeah, we're kind of just hoping to keep, keep collecting points and, you know, ultimately end up third in the championship. That's, that's kind of what we're shooting for. Have you ever, speaking of Brainerd, have you ever even been to the facility? It's foreseeable. A guy your age might never have been there or raced there. Yeah, uh, I actually did make it out to Brainerd about a month ago now. After after the round at uh, Road America, me and Jackson Blackman went up to Brainerd to do a track day. There was actually quite a few Road America teams that day. So we went up there and, and just rode for a day just to kind of get familiar with the track, uh, at least see which direction it goes. So I at least know what I'm getting into. And then we do have a test day on the Thursday before the race weekend there. So that should help too. We can really start to dial in the setup on that test day. And, you know, like I said, at least I know which way the track goes at this point. So that's definitely going to help me out too. What were your initial thoughts about the facility? I've been to that track a lot, but it was in its former heyday, not the current configuration. Uh, Is the track surface like 
raceable. You, you like the way it's going to play out? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the track was pretty cool. It's it's different. Like even the location's different. I mean, we were it felt like we were driving down a main road, and and then all of a sudden, kind of the track just appeared, which is it's not normal for most racetracks. Most of them seem like they're out in the middle of nowhere. So the location's definitely a little bit different. And as far as the actual track goes, um, it's cool. It's got uh, some really fast sections. I mean, the first two or three corners are on my 600 were basically wide open in fourth gear, and then almost wide open in fifth gear. So it's it's definitely got some fast sections to it. It should make for some good racing. It's also got, you know, we were running a, a section called what they were calling the Joker. It was literally called the Joker. It was a really tight section. So I think that the track's got a little bit of everything, some fast sweepers, some stop and goes. So I think that it should make for some pretty good racing. You know, everybody's first time there. The playing field should be pretty level. So that's, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting up there. So you've been racing around for a while, Benjamin. Your career suggests uh, this is... You're not new to this. 2017, you were the RC KTM RC Cup champion. Clearly, you've been racing a long time. One might say you're a veteran at this point. How do you like uh, the way your season's going thus far? It really does seem like you guys are gathering steam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have. I've been at it for a while. You know, I started. I came into the professional scene when I was pretty young, 15 or 16. I was when I started. I, I recently turned 21. So yeah, I've got some experience under my belt. And it's kind of the first time uh, in my career, in my 600 career, that I've had the same the same package for two years in a row. And that's really helped because, you know, we were able to gather a lot of data on the R6 last year. And we've kind of been able to, to use that this year to start off the weekend strong. We're not guessing so much on setup. We have we have an idea from the from last year. So that's really helped. They've put a great bike underneath me where, like I said, we're there. We've got the pace to run with the leaders. We're just, you know, figuring out how to make the, the R6 go at that pace for, for a whole race distance. But uh, we're absolutely making steps in the right direction. And I'd say that both myself and the team are, are pretty happy about how this season's going so far. Uh, definitely my best season in the 600 class so far. Would you consider pit race uh, that facility to be your home track? I assume it is as you're a Pittsburgh native, right? Believe it or not, I'm, it's actually not really my home track new jersey motorsports park is actually a lot closer to me i'm about an hour outside of philadelphia so i'm more on the eastern side of the of the state pit race is a good four four-ish hours from from my home but i mean it's it's the only track in pennsylvania so they Moto america does kind of tout it up to be my home race even though new jersey is is much closer to me but i mean i love the facility i love the track so i mean it's a great place overall yeah it seems like a great facility and arguably one of the newer ones in the moto america series uh njmp though is pretty sweet track too and so you've got a lot of laps at both of them it sounds like yeah yeah i've, I've got a good amount of laps at both uh pit race and njmp i started actually racing at njmp on their go-kart track and then you know moved on to the bigger tracks those are the two places in the country that I would say I have the most seat time at, which is good, both on the schedule. Yeah, they're both on the schedule and upcoming, so you go into them, hopefully, with a little more, ex an extra bit of confidence, I'm sure. Yep. Season wraps up at Barber. I'm hoping to be at all these races. Pittsburgh, sadly, I think is the one I'm not going to be able to make, but I'm hoping to make all the rest of them from here on out. Is it too early for you to start thinking, talking about next year? Clearly, we're, we're past the halfway point, but there's racing to be done yet. Are you locked in for next year so that you can put that to bed, or is it a after-the-season's-over type of deal? Yeah, you know, we've definitely been thinking about it, thinking about what, what my best move will be in my career. Nothing is completely set in stone yet, but we've got a good idea about what I'm going to be on. You know, hopefully I can 
continue with Northeast Cycle Outlet Racing and, you know, whatever class we choose, whether it be for me to stick in super sport and try and go after a championship or, you know, potentially move up to 1,000. That's kind of where we're at right now. We haven't exactly decided what route we want to take. We're going to do a little bit of uh, talking around in the paddock and figure out what, you know, get opinions, just just get opinions from knowledgeable people and think, try and get a plan together for what would be the best move for me in my career. But um, I think that there's definitely, there's definitely a good chance that I'll be at least in the paddock riding something. So that's, you know, that's the goal, just to just stay in this paddock for, you know, as long as you can keep improving the results until, you know, hopefully you get, you get one of those prized uh, super bike seats. So uh, it's looking good for next year. Do you do any uh, off season training after um, the Moto America season ends, Benjamin, as in motocross? Are you one of those guys? Or are you out flat tracking? What do you do for uh, side training? I'll ride a little bit of motocross. I'm not near as good in the dirt as I am on the road. So I try and keep both wheels on the ground because I usually end up hurting myself more if I, if I start getting air. But uh, definitely incorporate some motocross, decent amount of mountain biking, running, just trying to keep myself in shape. And that's actually something that we're, uh, you know, I take, my, I take obviously my the sport really seriously. But uh, coming up really soon, I'm, I'm going to be stepping up a little bit. And that side of my program, because I feel like that's, you know, a little bit of the last piece of the puzzle that I need to really be running with those top two week in and week out. It's a serious sport, obviously, and you, you got to be pretty dedicated to it. So, like I said, I plan on stepping that part of my program up here, actually, in the in the coming weeks. I've got something coming, but uh, I definitely, you know, try and do as much as I can during the offseason to, to stay sharp and get as much actual seat time on my race bike as I can. But that's a little bit difficult, especially living up north. Yeah, try and just hit all aspects of training. So you mentioned you're you're living up north. How about uh, are you burdened with the realities of a day job, or are you currently a professional racer who doesn't have to deal with the the humdrum life of uh, daily work working? <laughs> well, at this point, so I'm actually uh, I'm still in college, going into my junior year of college. Uh, I'm currently enrolled at Penn State, Penn State University. And I'm doing school online. Actually, COVID, believe it or not, helped me out a little bit in that sense that uh, it made online schooling a little bit more accessible for me because I've always been, you know, I've been in public school since my whole educational career, high school, elementary school. I've always been publicly educated. But now I'm doing it online through Penn State. And uh, I guess I should say that, you know, my home is Pennsylvania, but I've actually during the school year and in the winter, I just started living down in Charleston, South Carolina. So as far as training goes, actually, that's going to make it a little bit easier for me to to stay riding my dirt bike and, you know, be outside and be able to do a lot more training activities. So that that should help, too, over the off season. Do you have any training partners that you're working with or teammates or are you a solo operation on your current team? Well, I, so I do have a teammate this year, uh, CJ LaRoche. He just recently joined the team as of this year, also riding super sport. He's made huge steps this season as well. But as far as training partners go, you know, during the off season, not, not many. I've got a bunch of, a bunch of close friends in, in South Carolina that also ride dirt bikes. So we can at least go out and ride. And, you know, I, it helps me to stay fit on the motorcycle, but, uh, I'm kind of doing my own training program right now, but like I said a little bit earlier, that's that's a part of my uh, my whole package that I'm looking to improve, and I'm going to be working with uh, you know a guy here soon that uh, should help me get pointed in the right direction as far as my training goes, and a lot more meaningful exercises, workouts, uh, nutrition, and diet. So that that's all part of my program that 
is going to be stepping up here soon. And I think it's really going to help my on-track abilities. Yeah, no one ever uh, talks poorly of the decision to take their training, diet, all the things you just mentioned to the next level. It is what differentiates uh, the top level, top caliber racers, right? They don't, no one misses that section of training. And I'm. it's credit to you that you're making that very serious move. So good luck with that. As our time's nearing its end, Benjamin, I definitely want to give you a chance to thank any sponsors who've helped get you here, anybody you want to give a shout-out to or thank you to. We really appreciate you being on and want to give you a chance to say thank you to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'd like to thank, obviously, Northeast Cycle Outlet Racing. They've been behind me for you know quite a while now, and they've been putting a great package underneath of me. Track Day winners really stepped up this year. Um, went to one of their events earlier on in the season. If anybody out there is looking for track days to go to, they they run a phenomenal event. They've helped my program as well. Arai Helmets, uh, Dineasy Leathers, Also Hard Racing, Carbonin, Yamaha USA. There's a bunch of people out there that have made this this effort possible. Yeah, I mean, anybody that's supported me, anybody that's messaged me, like, you know, I really appreciate it. It's what helps keep, keeps me going. It's obviously it takes a lot of my time, and I, I really appreciate any support that I receive. So it's all my sponsors and the people that reach out. Just, you know, know that I really appreciate it. So thank you. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I look forward to seeing you up at Brainerd. Uh, Tommy Boy and I'll come by your pits and say, hey. Yeah, absolutely awesome. I, uh, Again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's been great. So uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you at Brainerd. Thank you to our guest, Benjamin Smith. This week's Pit Pass trivia question was, who won the inaugural AMA Supersport Series? Name the rider and the year. And the answer is Doug Poland, who won the first championship in 1987, riding as a privateer. This led to a factory ride with Suzuki and further championships. Upcoming racing in the AFT Series, American Flat Track will have the Ducoin Mile this weekend, July 17th. We'll also have Lucas Oil Pro Motocross from Millville, Minnesota this weekend, July 17th. And Moto America looks forward to racing at Brainerd International Raceway at month's end, July 30 through August 1st. Thank you again to Benjamin Smith for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review us as well. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Alverson, Chris Bishop, our producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Colt. Now, I'm PJ Doran. We'll see you next week. Have a really good season. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. 
There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.